elevate, elevate. What day is it today? Seth, what day is it today? Saturday. Nope, you're wrong. Noah, what day is it today? Friday. It's not Thursday. What do we do? We don't turn up on Friday. We elevate on Friday. Like that. Like that. So 7 p.m. we meet. If you are on Facebook, catch us live. If you're on Instagram, we ain't live there just yet. But guess what? You can just check us live anyway. But here's the thing, right? What, what have we been talking about? Uh, re- we, well, what holiday did we just have? Let me just start off with that. We had, can someone just shout it out? What holiday did we just have? I heard, I heard uh, Santa's, Santa's something. I heard Easter. I had, I heard... But for real though, for real, no jokes, jokes aside, what holiday did we just have? Thanksgiving. What's the next holiday y'all got circled on your calendar? Hanukkah? We got some Jewish brothers here? I heard Hanukkah. Any Kwan? We got Kwanzaa people up in here? Kwanzaa? Kwanzaa? Any Kwanzaa? Nah, I'm just kidding, right? We got Christmas. Everybody give her a hand for Christmas, dude. Don't you just love Christmas? Right? So here's the thing, right? The two most important central themes in these two holidays, it's one, thankfulness, right? And the second is giving, right? So, so we have Thanksgiving, we're thankful, right? And then we have Christmas where we give. Those are the two central themes for those holidays. And guess what? Those are two of the most important themes and being a Christian, okay? You can't be a Christian if you ain't thankful. Can't be a Christian if you don't give. That's just the truth. So here's the thing. We are usually thankful for what we've been given. They're not like polar opposites, right? Where you're just thankful for thankful sake. Like you're like, man, I'm just thankful. I'm just thankful for my dad. Well, where's your dad? I don't know. I haven't seen him in uh, my whole life. You know, you're not thankful for that, right? Man, I'm just thankful for my best friend. What have they done for you? Oh, they robbed me of my new J's and told me to get some new ones, right? You're not thankful for that. You know, you're, like, you're, you're thankful for things you've been given, right? So, you know, on, on, on Christmas, you know, we, we, uh, we go to sleep. You know, I remember when I was six years old and I was ready. I put on my wish list. I wanted a GameCube. Anybody remember the GameCube? Anybody remember the GameCube? Yeah, that game was, that game was raw. So I remember I was six years old and I was like, Man, my mom already told me at four years old, Santa ain't real, so let me just, let me just shoot for the stars, you know what I'm saying? So I wrote Santa a wish list, because my mom was like going back and forth. She was like, maybe Santa will show up. And I'm like, man, you contradicting yourself. I was a smart six-year-old. Six but either way, right? So I go to sleep, you know, and I'm, I'm sleeping, right? And all of a sudden, I wake up, there's presents there. And, you know, I see, I see on the present, and it says, from dad, scratched out from Santa. And I'm like, oh, Santa got me it. You know, and then there's a picture of me sleeping. Why would Santa take a picture of me sleeping that they got in the fridge? It was really weird. But the whole thing, right, in that funny story is I was really thankful for what I got. I got a GameCube. I was given something. So I was really thankful for it. And here's the thing. So we're starting a new sermon series. It's going to be called He Gives. So the whole point of He Gives is to understand, well, first and foremost, that He is God and that God gives. And that not only does he give, right, but the gifts he gives are, are perfect and that we should be thankful for. So that's why I want to learn for the upcoming month because, you know, we, we, go to, we, go, we go to Thanksgiving, right, and you see all the memes. The memes are never about being thankful. 
It's always about like, man, I dressed up with my Gucci belt and my Tims and my uh, my Lauren Raphael. What Ralph Lauren? Ralph Lauren? Ralph Lauren? Ralph Lauren, you got my Ralph Lauren uh, polo just to go eat some food. It's all about like how good you dress and how good you eat on Thanksgiving, but it's never about how thankful you are, according to society. But then also there's Christmas, where Christmas is not about Noah giving his brother uh, the best day ever and like, you know, buying him some ice cream because, you know, here's a Christmas present. But it's about Noah, what he can get, how many PS4 video games can he get, how many times can he, gifts can he get from his aunts and all that, not, not being... Not being like you're acting like that. But, you know, it's, it's literally Christmas has been, become about, like, what can I take? You know, so it's almost like Thanksgiving, you know, then there's Black Friday. You know, I'm not really thankful anymore. I kind of want to buy anything I can see. Then, you know, you got Christmas where it's like, I know, you know, we're supposed to be celebrating Jesus, but it's more about, like, what I get, you know, under the Christmas tree. So those two things have been flipped around, but we have to understand that, listen, Giving is an important thing because God gives. But here's the thing. Like I was saying, you know, we want to be thankful to God, but a lot of us don't know what to be thankful for. We think, man, you know, God is good. We don't even know why God is good. We just say God is good because we heard it from church. In church. We say, man, you know, like, I'm thankful. What are you thankful for? Like, man, dude, I, 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 I tell you, I kid you not, man. G Herbo, all these other rappers, they're always putting, like, I'm thankful. What are you thankful for, man? God didn't give you them drugs. Man, God didn't help you help you become hood rich. Like, he didn't help you with that, man. Like, understand that. But everybody has an idea to be thankful. And they think that God has given them something. And, and what has God given us? That's the question. What has God given us? Well, you should know that he's given us every good and perfect gift. So every good and perfect gift. And today I want to talk about within those good and perfect gifts that God has given what he owns. Okay, if we can go to uh, Genesis real quick. Genesis, the, the verse I gave you, asked you about Genesis. Uh, if, you, uh, if you can go to Genesis, sorry. It, so right here, this, we're gonna, we, I want to talk about basically what exactly God gave us since the beginning. Go to Genesis 1 to begin with. Sorry, TJ and Oscar. Genesis 1. So we're going to the, way back to the beginning because only if we go way back to the beginning can we see why and how we, we serve a good God that gives. So if everyone can bow their heads and close their eyes, Lord God, I thank you, Lord, that you are a giver, God. That everything derives from you, Lord. There is not one thing, Lord, that we own that is not, uh, that is not given to us from you, God, by you, Lord. I pray that we would be humble, Lord. We would be thankful. We would understand that from our nose to our eyes to our salvation, God, everything is owed to you, Lord, because you have given us everything, Lord. And I pray that everyone would understand that the simple message that, God, you are a giver and you give good and perfect gifts. So, Lord, I pray that in this word you would have your way. You would reveal yourself to others that don't know you and you would sharpen those who do. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So, all right, guys, we go to Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Stop right there. God created everything. If you can find a picture of space, then find a picture of an ant. So God created everything. God literally created the heavens and the earth. So here's a, here's a little uh, uh, Bible lesson for you guys. The, the heavens, according to the Bible, the reason why there's heavens it's not that, you know, the Mormons are all of a sudden right, and there's like three purgatories, and there's a, there's a heaven for, you know, like Elvis, then there's a heaven for like Rosa Parks, 
And then there's a heaven for Michael Jackson. That's the highest one. No, we're, we're not talking about that, you know. We're talking literally about they viewed the skies, the first sky, as one of the heavens, right? Not that they thought, like, God was there. And then they viewed the outer space as another heaven, right? Not that they thought God was there, but then they viewed the highest heaven, right, where the most high is. And that is heaven that we know when we die, where we go when we die. So, so God created literally the heavens, everything, the things that we do see, the things that we don't see. You know, he created Jeremiah in his eyes. He created, uh, you know, even um, Daniel in his awesome hair. He created everything. And it was all done in the beginning. So here's the thing. A lot of us, we think that the universe, like a lot of people like to say, man, thank you, universe. You know, like we got some weird people like that where they thank the universe for things. Like the universe ain't giving you nothing. God created the universe. He created the way you think. So the way you think about like eating and all that, the way you speak God created that. He created the order of things. You see, you can go from the most biggest star or whatever. That's a star, I believe, right? I'm not an astrophysicist. You can go to now the farthest star from here. Like you can go from this, this star right here, which is also a sun, has its own galaxy and everything, to the farthest star all the way over there. I'm not seven feet tall, but all the way to the left corner. He created all that in the heavens, the earth. That, that, that's the earth and part of the heavens. If we can go to the ant now right? So now we, we are all zoomed out. Now we all zoom into the, one of the smallest insects, right? The ant. God created that. So God literally created everything. Now here's the thing with creation. If you create something, you own it. So God created all that from the biggest, most expanse universe to the smallest itty-bitty ant, right? He created the, you know, the, the asteroid that's flying at a billion like, light years or whatever. And then he created you who throws a fast pitch or a fastball at 80 miles per hour. He created everything. Therefore, he owns everything. If we can go to Psalm uh, 29.1, please, the verse I gave you. If we go to Psalm uh, 24.1, my bad. You see, from the very beginning, it shows us that God owns everything. The earth is the Lord's. The earth is whose? The earth is whose? The Lord's. And everything in it. The world and all, this is what you get now, all who live in it. So it's not just God owns like random particles, dust particles and stuff. And, he, and you know, he just owns this like some kind of, oh, man. oh, thank you, Will, for opening that. It's not that he just owns like the, the smallest dust particle and that's it. Like it's just some like, you know, God has property and he never touches that property. But it's like everyone who's living and breathing and talking and everything, he owns all of it. Everyone who lives in it. So let me, let me ask you guys, right? Because a lot of people are like, man, I want to do me. I want to live my own life, right? Let me ask you this. Who owns you? Your mama don't even own you. Guess who owns your mama? That's the Lord. The Lord owns all your mamas, okay? He's the heavenly father of every mama that ever mamaed, okay? The Lord owns everything. Everybody, real quick, who does the Lord own? Make it personal. Who does the Lord own? Make it even more personal. Who does the Lord own? Parents, yeah, that's true. He owns you. He owns you. He owns you. He owns the way you think, the way you talk, your eyes, the way your blood works, your, your digestive system. He owns everything. Literally from the biggest space to the smallest atom, God owns everything. Everything. Everyone in the world and all who live in it. Everything in the world. So 
He owns Jaws the shark, and he owns Hitler. You think about that. God literally owns everyone. Now, here's the thing, okay? You're thinking, well, man, like, everything's kind of jacked up right now. You know, there's tsunamis, there's hurricanes, there's tornadoes, there's all that. Hey, listen, if Victor's acting up, take him to the foyer, okay? Actually, uh, yeah, take him to the foyer. He knows what's wrong. So here's the thing. God literally owns everything. So when we look at the world, do we see a good owner then? A lot of us may think, nah, do I see a bad owner? I see an owner that can't take care of his property. But if we can go to Genesis, uh, please. Genesis uh, 1 through 2. Matter of fact, let me, let me make sure you got the right verse. So Genesis 1, and if you got your Bible, say, I got my Bible. Not a lot of you guys got your Bible, right? That's your sword, man. That's like, that's like, LeBron, that's like Michael Jordan without his J's. That's like Zach Levine without his hops. Which you, so here's the thing, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness uh, was over the surface. But I, I, I want you to go specifically to verse uh, Genesis 1.30. I think that's the verse I gave you where it says everything was good. So God, God looks upon all everything, and he sees that it is good. So God, all right, Genesis 1.31, please. And it says right here, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. There was evening, there was morning, the sixth day. So God looked upon the whole world. He created the, the, the skies, everything I was saying. He sees it, and what is his judgment now? He doesn't say, man, do I kind of screwed up right there. He says, it is good. So he sees everything, and he says, man, dude, like, the way RJ, you know, moves his fingers when he plays basketball and everything or whatever, that's good, right? Like, like literally imagine that God is creating the world, and he sees no fault in it. It is perfect. It is good. It is great. It is, it is awesome. It is an awesome gift from God. But here's the thing, right? In order for it to be a gift, he has to give it to somebody, he, God, literally, in order for this world to be a gift, this earth to be a gift, he has to have someone to give it to. So if we can go to uh, Genesis uh, 2, I believe I gave you that verse uh, right here. Actually, go to Genesis 2. Yeah, Genesis 2, 20. Genesis 2, 20. To uh, take it all the way to uh, 24. Actually, no, take 20 to 22. So right here, we, uh, we have Adam, who basically, he, so the man gave the names to all the livestock. So basically, God gives now, he creates man, and he gives, I want to summarize this, God creates man, and he gives him authority and dominion over all the earth. So Adam right here is naming all the animals. And then, you know, it wasn't good that Adam was alone, right? So then he creates Eve. And now Eve, who wasn't named Eve at the time, they both rule together. They rule what God has given them. God has literally given someone the world. So humans, man, was given the world. That's why you don't see monkeys all of a sudden doing taxes. That's why you don't see all of a sudden dogs as your professors, even though that would be kind of cute, right? That'd be adorable. You got little scruffles, man, teaching you math. That'd be adorable. But scruffles isn't teaching you math. Scruffles is, is sniffing his butt. That's what scruffles is doing. That's what he's doing. He's not, he's not, you know, like making buildings and everything. He's not making airplanes. There's no animal that's doing what humans are doing right now. 
That's because God designed us like that. He gave us a unique thing, and it was called his image. So God gave man who he made in his image all the world to populate, to, to dominate, to take over. Yes, to take over. That's why literally we, we own animals. We are able to own land. We are able to own sea. We are able to own even sky now. That's because God made it that way. He gave it to us. But then here's the thing, right? You know, we're, we're trusted with this perfect thing, this good thing. We were made perfect. We were made good. We were, let me right, rewind that, we were entrusted with this gift. God gave it to us not because we deserved it. We were just dust, like Stephanie was saying, and he breathed life into us, gave us life, gave us his image, and then gave us the world. And what did we do with it? Then anybody scream out what we did with it? We sinned. We broke God's trust. So God trusted us with this gift, but we as selfish human beings, and listen, don't all blame it on Adam and Eve because, you know, I'll, I'll, hey, I'll put Josie there, even Josie, right? I'll put Josie right there in the garden. Josie would sin. I'll put Lawrence there, right? Lawrence would sin. Humberto, all the Rodriguez family, no matter how awesome they are, I put them there, and they would still mess up, right? You... <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Man was... Man chose, it chose to disobey God. We broke his trust. God had given us everything. Everything he owned, he had given to us. But yet we, we broke his trust. And then in Genesis 3, you don't have to go there actually. In Genesis 3, it shows us that we were then banished from the garden. God had given us even a garden where there was fruits galore. There was like, there's, what's, your favorite, what's your favorite fruit right now? First row, shout it out. First row, shout it out. Mango, I'm hearing a lot of mango. What about you, Eric? You like mango with tahin? Watermelon, watermelon. Okay, all right, everybody, everybody. I'm hearing a lot of things right now. Imagine just that was everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. That was everywhere. Now imagine, right, what's your favorite pet? What kind of pet would you own? Like some of y'all get real foreign. What? Man, that's basic, man. I'm thinking like a tiger. I'm thinking like, man, I'm going to own a dolphin. I'm going to be like Aquaman riding a dolphin if I was Adam. A panda. I like that. Panda's good. A gorilla's good too. All right, guys. All right, all right guys. Listen, listen. But guess what? Guess what? Adam had that all at his, at his touch. He had every fruit. He had everything he needed. God had given him every good and perfect gift. Everything he needed was given to him. And what did he do? He sinned with his wife Eve. They broke God's trust, and then guess what now? There was a curse that was put on, and we've talked about it before. If you want to know why the world is messed up, it's because we sinned, and this, sin entered the world, death entered the world, then God cursed us. So sin entered the world, and God was like, this is discipline, this is wrong, I still love you, but you need discipline. So now the ground is cursed. Now the land is no longer good. There, there's tornadoes, there's hurricanes, there's storms, there's all that kind of stuff. You know, things are dying. Because of sin and our curse, right? So this happens, okay, where literally we take God's, we take God's gift who's so good. The world is a gift, and, and, and life is a gift. And, and, but here's the thing. Just like Adam and Eve, do you see it that way? Do you see what God has given you as a gift? Many of us, we walk around complaining. We walk around thinking that we need something, that God hasn't given us enough so we won't serve him. You know, when I was little... Uh, when I was little, I was like 13. I, I always like try to make deals with God, like like uh, this guy in the Bible named Gideon, right? 
So I was like, all right, God, you know, if you, if you make me like 6'4 and a basketball player, I'll serve you, Lord. I'll serve you, God. If you just give me a tiny growth spurt, God, I'll serve you. Well, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, God had different plans for me, okay? Right? So here's the thing, right? I try to make deals like, I, like, like God hadn't given me enough. Like, God hadn't given me enough. You know, I had to get the new J's. I had to get this or whatever. That's how some of us think. Like, man, God hasn't really given me enough. He ain't really blessing me, you know? Then I remember even this one time, flip, like, kind of fast forward to now I'm saved and I'm preaching to some guy. And I'm like, yo, man, do you know about Jesus? And he looks at me and he's like, yeah, I know about Jesus. I'm blessed. I'm like, how you know I'm blessed? And he just looked me up from my, you know, like my bogus hat to my, my, my shirt and then to my bogus shoes, and he said, I'm blessed, I know him, and then he walked off to the bus, basically thinking that just because I was dressed wrong, right, and I had no swag, that I wasn't blessed, okay, but this man thought because of his materialistic things, this man was blessed, this man had everything, but here's the thing, just because, you know, you may be rich, just because you may have certain things, many, you know, clothes or whatever, that does not mean that God has given it to you, that does not mean that that is necessarily from God. That is a perfect, good gift from God. But here's the thing. God owns it. So you, you know the, the drug money and everything? Oh, yeah, dude. Once, once God comes back, all that money? Yeah, yeah. That, that ain't theirs no more. You know, you know basically uh, just all the land and the property that rich people have? Well, if they're not serving God, the minute the Lord comes back, that's not theirs anymore. You see, God is coming back like we've talked about the last few weeks. And when he comes back, comes back he's going to take everything he owned. Everything. Everything he owned. So, but real quick, I don't want to drift off. I want to help you understand what just exactly God gave you and why he gave you that. So if we can go to James 1, uh, 16 through 18, if you can get that. James 1, 16 through 18. And it says in James 1, 16 through 18, that every gift... Uh, every good and perfect gift is from God. But then here's the thing. Why can we say that? Why is it that every pick, every gift, every gift that God gives is perfect and good? Why can we say that? Why can we say that? Is it because, you know, God, he puts a special ribbon on it? He's like, hey, Brandon, you know, here's your salvation. And I tied an extra ribbon on it. Oh, man, hey, hey, Josiah, man, here's some new J's, man. He just delivers it to you at your hand. You know, he's like Amazon or something. Dude, dude, is that, is that how God gives his gifts? Is that why God is a, is a good, gifter, gifter, uh, good gift giver? Yeah. Let's read, though. Let's read. Let's not take my word for it. Let's read the Bible, okay? So the Bible says, do not be deceived. Don't be deceived. That means don't be tricked. Don't be bamboozled. Don't be swindled. Don't be, you know, basically, uh, you know, too, like, I don't know. What's a, what's a good word for, uh, what, compuzzled. Compuzzled. No, confu- it's, there's compuzzled. Finesse. Do not be finessed. Do not be, f- I like that. The Josh translation. <laughs> Do not be deceived, finessed, tricked, bamboozled, my dear brothers and sisters. Every, everybody say every, 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 every. good and perfect, what? Yes. Is from where? Let's read that together, okay? From, from all of verse 17, right? The beginning of don't to shadows, okay? So you see that? Let's read that together on the count of three. One, two, three. 
Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. So, and we continue to read, he chose us to give us birth through the word of truth and that we might be a kind of first fruits of all creation. So go back to James uh, uh, 17 real quick so you can go back. It says right here, do not be deceived. Do not be tricked. Why is it saying that? We may think that, hey, God may not own everything. That we, that like, you know, what we did was enough to deserve this. Like things aren't gifts, you know, like, like almost like, you know, we're God in the situation and we're able to give ourselves good gifts. We're able to produce life ourselves. We're able to produce the wood that makes all of a sudden the paper that now makes the money. That we're able to do that. So he's saying, do not be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Real quick, where are the gifts from? Where are the gifts from? Where are the gifts from? Where does it say? What does it say? It's above, from above, right? Does that mean it's from the ceiling? Does that mean all of a sudden Santa Claus is in the sleigh and he's dropping it like it's hot? No, that's not what it means. Every good gift is from where God is. So everything comes from God. Everything comes from there. Like it doesn't, it doesn't all like, like, like here, here, dude, life does not come from all of a sudden, like the womb and then all of a sudden the spark of life happens or whatever. Sure, there is a process there, but life comes from God. Here's the thing though, we like to think that, you know, you know, God might not be good uh, you know, he gives me bad things. Like a lot of us like to think that, you know, God gives cancer or God gives all these evil, wicked things. But all those things are not from above. God does not give people cancer. God does not all of a sudden give people, uh, you know, some kind of like a weird sickness or he doesn't make uh, give babies uh, like stillborn. You know, he doesn't make babies stillborn. He doesn't do that. The, the, the father of lights, the reason why it says the father of lights is because God is purely good. You get that? So the reason why gifts that come from God are good and perfect, and we know that God has given us good things, is because God himself is good. We know that by his word, he created everything good. He's still stuck with man. Like, to be honest, man, life itself is a gift. How many times do you guys sin in a day? Some of us can't count. Some of us, you know, we have to use 10 hands or something. Some of us, you know, we would run out of hands in the world. We just love to sin. We love to disobey God. We take it back to Adam and Eve. You know, Adam and Eve, they could have been killed right there. Think about it. You ever play a video game? You ever mess up in the video game? You start over? You ever been like, dang, man, my stats don't look that good? Like, I remember my career. I'd always be playing, and I remember, dude, I would get a turnover. I'm like, mm, let me restart this whole game. I got to have a perfect game, right? Here's the thing, right? God, seeing that everything was perfect, and he trusts man with it, like, we, God does not need us. Like, God needs us less than we even need a video game. God does not need us. He could have been like, listen, I'm going to start over. I'm going to make a new Adam. I'm going to make a new Eve. But God, in his goodness, didn't all of a sudden, like, start over and kill all the angels, kill all the, the humans, kill everything on earth. But instead, he decided to be good because he is good. He decided to be faithful to us. So we know God is good by his grace. And that, here's the thing. It says the father of lights, right? It's not, it, it's not like, you know, 
like, like God is, is somehow like, kind of like good and evil. God is not good and evil. God is purely good. The Bible says that the Lord is upright. He is a rock, and there is no wickedness in him. There's actually no darkness in God. So here's the thing. We may see people like, you know, our fathers, right? Our fathers uh, of our houses where we used to live, our stepfathers, and we may think God has some kind of similarity with him. But here's the thing. God is purely good. He's the father of lights. There's no darkness in him. If you can go to 1 John, uh, if you can go to 1 John 1, 5. So, obviously, gifts, those perfect gifts are from above where God is, God is dwelling, and he sends it to us, and we know that, you know, these are good and perfect gifts because he is the father of lights. And this is the message in 1 John. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. So, if you're doubting that God is good, and you're doubting that all of a sudden now, you can't trust that God is giving perfect and, and good gifts. You have to obviously go back to the beginning. God owns everything. The, the fact that you have life right now, the fact that you have breath, the fact that you can think, function, you can function, the fact that you're able to run anything, anything you can find that is somewhat good, that comes from God. If, you're, if you do good on a test, you better praise God because the only reason you did good was because of him. If you, did, if you do good in sports, the only reason you did good was because of God. Some of you guys are like, oh, man, that's, that's a lie, bro. That's, that's, that's like, that's a trick or something, right? Well, let me, let me ask you this. Kevin Durant, right? That dude's tall as heck. Did he give himself height? Then you may say, well, man, genetically he was, was born that way. You know, it goes back to DNA, right? Well, you know, did his mom all of a sudden, like, I'm going to make Kevin Durant Six, eight, six, ten, seven feet. I don't know. Yeah, this is going to be Kevin. No, right? Then we can take it even way back, right? Let's say, uh, hey, his grand, great, 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 great grandparents who were super tall, and they, you know, they, they, you know, got it on with other super tall people, and then that, that formed a super tall family. Well, even before that, before the beginning, God created the order of life. Therefore, anything and everything that happens, right, it's because of God created the heavens and the earth. So anything good that happens, right? Remember, God created everything good is because of God. But then anything bad that happens, we're reminded of our fall. We're reminded that, hey, things that happen bad is because, hey, human, the human race messed up the world. Sin destroyed the world. So when we do see a baby that has cancer, we're like, like oh, man, God must not be good. We're reminded that this world is corrupt, and that yet God owns it. He's allowing us to have partial ownership for now until he comes back. So all the, all the sicknesses you see, all the diseases, all the, all the problems you face in life, all the sin that you guys deal with, all the apathy, everything, that has nothing to do with God. God did not make you with a bad attitude. That's not good. That's not from God. Guys, some of y'all personalities are not good and perfect gifts from God. I'm going to be honest. Your, per, your, your apathy for God. God did not give you an apathy for God. Like, he didn't say, hey, man, do not care about church at all. Do not care about the word. Do not do this. This is what I'm giving to you. I'm giving you this personality. No, that's from Satan. That's a lie. Do not be deceived. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. So as we continue, right, it says right here that he does not change like shifting shadows. Okay? So, so what exactly does that mean? I mean, like, does God, so they're comparing the light. Understand, they're comparing God's light to shifting shadows. So if I can have Seth come up right here. Come over here. 
So, yeah, just cast the shadow. There you go. You're doing it. You're doing it. Wait, turn around a little bit more. I turn around a little bit more. All right, you're posing right now. I'm not asking you to pose. Okay. So, right now, we got shadows. Okay, you see our shadows? Maybe, maybe you're right here. You're right. You have, yeah. There you go. You see, God is light. He's not like a shifting shadow. Just start to, like, move around now. So, all of a sudden, God does not change like shifting shadows where one moment he's light, next moment he's darkness. One moment he's light, next minute he's darkness. One moment he's good, one minute he's bad. He stays constant in his goodness. He stays the derivative, where we get good from. He stays that. That's who he is. You can sit down now, Seth. Thank you. Everybody give a hand for Seth. He was able to cast a shadow without even trying. So here's the thing, right? If, if God, right, who created the heavens and the earth, he owns everything, and he is a, you know, he, he has he's given us every good and perfect gift, everything good that happens to us, anything good, we are able to say, hey, man, that's because of God. Praise God, Right? And even if something bad happens to us, we can still say praise God because he is good and he's going to change everything, right? So we understand God is good. Anything he does is good, right? But then we have to now understand that God does not change. So his, his name, who he is, it does not change. You ever met like a super stubborn person? Any of you guys met a super stubborn person? Like, like raise your hand if you met a stubborn person, like a super one, super stubborn. You probably are that super stubborn person. If you haven't, yeah, I got y'all with that. So here's the thing, right? See, God is not necessarily stubborn like where he's like, you know, like we're like, man, God changed. I've been a sinner. I've been this. I've been doing that. Change, God. And God's like, dang, I'm trying not to change. I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to send just everybody to hell right now. You know, he's not, he's not like that, right? God is patient because he's good. So God and who he is, just like I'm five foot six, right? Nothing going to change that. Unless when I turn 30 and I start shrinking. That's what happens when you turn 30. You start losing height. But here's the thing. Nothing's going to change. I'll talk Seth is. Uh, she, th- those things don't change. Like part of our nature, we don't change. We're what you call a human, right? So no matter how many surgeries Jeremiah gets to become a dolphin, he's never going to be a dolphin, okay? No matter how many times Seth wants to be a beast, so, you know, he kind of takes like a kangaroo legs so he can finally beat me in basketball and dunk on me. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Here's the thing, Seth, Jeremiah, Eric, they all remain humans, okay? You guys all remain humans no matter what. Nothing changes who you are, okay? God is good. That's who he is. Nothing changes who he is. God is good. That's how we know, hey, listen, every trial I go through, everything I'm, I'm, I'm going through or whatever, I don't, I'm not going to be deceived and start thinking that God isn't good and he's not giving me good and perfect gifts because I know he's good. I know he is good. So, you know, like that, that sounds all cool. That's cool to say, you know, God is good. Y'all don't like. God is good all the time. That's like programmed into our brain. I'm pretty sure if you've never even been to church, you know that. Listen, there's a, there's a difference between saying it, you know, like kind of understanding the church lingo and, and really understanding, like recognizing, right? So have you recognized God, God gives me, I know it's going to be good, right? So like a lot of us, you know, we, we, we're kind of like control freaks, you know? We like to make sure everything is, is in our hands and our grasp and we're able to know, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this and this is how it's going to pan out. And there's some good to that, but there's a lot of bad. You start thinking that you're actually in control of your life. You start thinking that, hey, you actually own yourself. 
you start thinking, hey, man, I own what's going to happen tomorrow. I actually own it. But we know because of the word of God who owns it. It is God. And that, listen, hey, you may think you're in control that, like, you know, you can't really trust God because you know what's best for yourself. But I'm telling you, that's actually showing you, showing yourself that you doubt God, that you doubt his goodness. When you feel like, hey, man, I don't, like, I, I always hear the saying where it's like, I prayed for a bike, but then I just stole it. Is that how it goes? I prayed for the bike. Oh, the, I stole the bike I prayed for. Well, how does it go? You ever heard that? And I asked for forgiveness later. There you go. Give it up for Jason, knowing backslidden memes. Yes. No, I'm sorry. So, hey, here, here's the thing, right? Why is that wrong? Why is that wrong? He saw, besides the stealing part, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, that's, that's wrong. But why is it that when he asked for something to God, knowing that he's the good and perfect gift giver, he said, you know what? I'm going to just steal it instead. It's because he didn't trust God as the perfect gift, good, uh, gift giver. He didn't trust him as good. So here's the thing, right? As we're going around and, you know, God, he gives us a good world. We fall. We corrupt it. But we still understand that every gift uh, is perfect and good because he's perfect and good. We understand that. But here's the thing, right? Now, you cannot dictate what God gives you. You can't dictate it. So, like, you can't be like, man, I'm going to be a really good, like, this is, I, I want to break this off you guys real quick. A lot of you guys actually believe in karma. So, so you believe that if you do something good, good will happen to you. That's actually not true. I want to I I, I be completely honest with you. You guys could be the most perfect person I've ever seen in my life, and you could still get cancer. You could be an innocent baby and die, get hit in a, get hit in a car crash. Your goodness means nothing to receiving the gift that God has for you. Nothing. So, like, a lot of us think, hey, man, if I'm a good person, I know that God's going to bless me. If I'm a good person, I know that, you know, I'll get good things in return. So we start, man, we start, we start trying to work for those gifts. We start to work to get please God. We're like, hey, man, I just, I fed a homeless, right? And then once you feed the homeless, you look at God and you like, wink at him and something like he owes you something. Like, he owes you something. Right, so we try to dictate that God, what God can give us and what he should give us. Is that wrong or right? Everybody just shout out. What, what do you think? What do you think? So here's the thing. Why do so many people believe that way? You, you see it all the time. People are doing good and they expect good to be done to them. It, but here's the thing, right? If you had to work for something, would it be a gift? Like your mom's like, hey, son, if you just do, ex if you work and get $80, right? If you work for $80 and you give me those $80, I'm going to give you a new video game. Was that a gift? No, you worked for that. If I was like, hey, so uh, I know you've been into Sephora, you know, your makeup kind of lacking and all that, your foundation's running dry. Here, if you, if you, how much is, how much is a uh, foundation? Twenty dollars, hundred. What is it, Daniel? What is it, Daniel? Huh? Five cents. Okay. But it's a lot of money, right? So what? It? Huh? Oh, it depends on. Oh, we're getting too deep right now. We're getting too. There's different brands of foundation. What is this? There's only one foundation. That's Christ. <laughs> no, all right. But here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? 
if you worked for all that money and then you give it to your mom and be like, hey, mom, here's the money, right? She's like, okay, fine, I'll give you the gift now, right? Like, you paid for that gift. So right now, if, if all of a sudden God's gifts determined on your performance and what you do, does that make it a gift? Shout out your answer. Do you think it's still a gift? No, no it's not. It's not a gift. So if we can go back, if we can go to James uh, 1, 17 uh, through 18, the scripture gives us, makes it really clear. There's one gift that's very important, and that's actually the gift of salvation. That's actually the most important gift. I know I said that very nonchalant because I feel like you should know this by now. If you don't, let me help you understand. You had maybe, let's see, you have this much life, right? Let's say from, from here to the end of that tissue box, right? That's how much you lived. But then after you die, all this time passes, right? And then you, you, you're thinking, man, dude, like, like, this ain't even the end. Throw another 10 stages. Throw another stadium. Throw another world, another galaxy. There's an eternity after your life. So if, if you're saying, hey, my blessings are all material, like I know I'm blessed and I want to live for these blessings, like I want to live for how many shoes I get, how many belts I get, how many girls I get, how many good things I get here, the education, uh, you, you're living for everything here, I'm sorry, but isn't that frankly dumb to want that gift? Isn't that weird to want a gift here when you can have an eternal gift for all, like eternity? See, this is the gift that God gives us. And the Bible says that he actually chose to give us this gift. And James 1, uh, and James 1, uh, 18, it says this. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth. So he chose to give us this. It was nothing that we did. It was not, it was not like our decisions. You know, it wasn't our planning. Like you didn't just sit in, in bed like, man, dude, you know what? I'm going to save myself today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make myself a Christian today. I'm going to be born again. Heck, I've had those conversations when I was young, and they never turned out good. I was back to the same sin right after. I was back to the same lifestyle. But God actually chooses us. He chooses us. He chooses to give us new birth. Let me ask you this. Did you choose to give birth to yourself? Tay, did you choose to give birth to yourself? Did you choose your mama? Did you choose her? No, right? You didn't choose your mama, right? Anybody here choose their mama? If you did, I'm going to pray for you because I don't know what you are. But no one's hands should be raised. No one chose their mom. No one chose to be born in this world, right? How many people decided to be born in Chicago? Nobody. It's not like your mother and your father all of a sudden, they're like, hey, man, uh, you know, Melanie... We just really want to give birth to you, but we want you to choose us as your parents. Uh, we, we do a lot, you know. We, uh, we cook, we clean, uh, we work. Choose us, you know. We'll have a good life. They didn't do that with you, right? No, you were just, you know, I don't think that's how it is. Hold up. <laughs> that's not how it is. That's a, but you're popped out, right? And now you're, it's just, let's just use nice language. You're, you're, you're birthed out. There you go. You're birthed out. So, so God chose to give us new birth. And it, it was his choice. It was his decision. And it was given from him. If we can go to John 1.11. John 1.11. And, and John 1.11 makes it very simple. 
Uh, and, then it, and it actually kind of categorizes what I was saying. Uh, no, actually, right before that, John, let me see if I gave you the right verse. John 1, 11. Actually, no, yeah, keep one, John 1, 11. Uh, go to John, John 1, 10. There's a lot of Johns. There's 1st John, there's 2nd John, there's 3rd John, there's John. Once you read the Bible, you understand there's, there's only really one John, but he writes a lot of books. So in John 1, it basically says this, that... Okay, so... No one in the world... Nope, that's not it. Sorry. Just give me one second. While you're waiting, right, look to your neighbor and say, what do you want for Christmas? Okay, John 1.13, sorry, John 1.13. So if you said all I want for Christmas is you, please repent, okay? We don't flirt here, okay? No, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, half kidding. Please don't flirt here. So right here, so it says right here that God basically made us children. So, so it says, yet to all who did receive him, uh, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. So here's the thing. We did not decide this. Our, our, you know, our husband's will did not decide this. Uh, nothing, uh, human descent, nothing, nothing you can think of decided. Not your situation, not your circumstances. Nothing in this world decided to give you new birth but God. So God chose the, to save the world. He didn't, he didn't feel manipulated. He didn't feel, like, pressured, like, man, dude, you know, I got to get Eric's attention somehow. I got to get Brian and Eric's attention somehow. You know what I'm going to do? I, I just really need them so bad. I'm just going to die on the cross. I need them so bad. Like, that's just not how it was. That's not how God's plan was. That's not how God's will was. He saw us, and he said, you know what? I want them. It wasn't out of need that he gave us this gift. Like, he needed, he needed us, but he wanted to give us new life. He wanted to give us the new birth. He chose it because he is good. It all goes back to God and his goodness. You see, a lot of us, we look at salvation with such uh, apathy, like not even caring a bit. We don't even care for it. I mean, literally, like, you guys look brain dead, and I just told you, God intends you to give eternity, eternity, everlasting life. Why is no one jumping at their seats like, I want that. God, give it to me, please, begging God to ask for, to save him, to give you eternal life. Why is it that no one does that? Why is it that literally, you know, we, we have a bunch of people that go to church in this country, we have a bunch of people that they've heard about Jesus, they've heard about the gospel, right? But yet they still don't want him. They still don't want God. Some of them might even say, yeah, I believe. I believe there's a God and I believe that he's good. But yet they never receive new birth. Why is it? Why, why is that? And here's the thing. It's, it's very simple. If you can, now if you could go to John 10 uh, uh, through 12, if you can do that now. Actually, John 11 through 12. 
So it's, it's, very, it's very simple now. It's actually so simple, and it, it reminds you of Christmas. It reminds you of Christmas. It, ju- it just simply reminds you of Christmas. He came to which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did what? All who what? So, so who, who, right? Who? It said to all who receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So who becomes children of God? Who gets that right? No, no, no. What does it say right there? Who gets that right? Those who receive. You can't even believe in God before you receive him, really. And to believe means to trust. So when the Bible says to believe, really, it doesn't mean like always like, oh, man, you know, God isn't real or there's a concept of God. No, like... You have to receive God in order to trust him. So there's this gift that God has called eternal life. And it is what God wants to give everyone. He owns it. He owns the world. He owns everything that you stand on. He owns the hairs on your head. He owns it. He owns this eternal life. And what you're doing is you're receiving it. You're not working for it. You're not trying to manipulate him to give it to you. You're not trying to have some karmaic thing. You're not saying, hey, man, I got I to gotta do X, Y, and Z in order to get the gift that God has for me. No, that's, that's not how it is. You see, literally, to those who receive him, they have the right to become children of God. So for those who don't believe in his name, what can we say? What, what, are, what, what happens to the person who don't believe in, in Jesus? Not, not, that going, not ignoring the fact that they go to hell, but why do they not believe in him? Why? It's an order. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name. But what happens when the, what happened, why is it that people do not believe in his name? Shout it out. Who said it? Go ahead. They haven't received him. So the reason why you don't trust God, the reason why you do not have an idea that God is good and he's perfect and, you know, hey, man, like I know he's perfect and God owns me and I'm going to live for him and everything. And that you take this gift for granted is because you have not yet received him. You see, the gift isn't some kind of like, uh, you know, like blessing from heaven, you know, some, it's, it's not even heaven itself. Do you know what the gift is? Do you know what the gift is? Jesus. Jesus is the gift. You see, it says receive him. You see, the whole thing is, you know, when it comes to Christmas, it's, it, the Christmas is almost like a reflection of many Christians. We, we go to church to get to heaven. We do this to get to heaven. We are constantly thinking about heaven itself, and heaven becomes this robotic, distant place. But yet, we doing this haven't even thought about the gift that gets us to heaven, which is Christ. You see, Jesus is the gift. Jesus is the gift. If you ignore the gift, you're not going to experience the the benefits of the gift. If you're like, hey, man, you know, I want peace. I want joy. I want God to give me peace. Why is it I'm praying for God to give me freedom? I'm praying for God to give me healing. I want this. I want that. God hasn't given it to me, but you haven't even received Jesus. You will never get peace. You will never get joy. You will never get love. You will never get these gifts that God wants to give you. You see, the Bible says that why would God not give us all things if he was willing to give us his son? But the whole thing is if we do not yet get the son, we don't receive all things. 
So listen, the, the, the joy that you're looking for because you're depressed all the time, the peace that you're looking for because you're anxious all the time, uh, just the security and the confidence, everything, it all centers around the gift that is Jesus. So it doesn't matter that you want to be the best rapper or you got Instagram, you know, on, you, got, you got like a thousand followers on Instagram, 10,000 followers on Instagram. It doesn't matter. And these are some of the people you look up to. Like you look up to people who got followers on Instagram. You got a hundred likes. You're dope. You know, you look up all, all these people, but they yet still do not have the gift of God, which is Jesus. It doesn't matter that they have money. They have all these things. Those are not good and perfect gifts from God. The good and perfect gift from God is Jesus. It is Jesus. It's never been about anything else. It's all been about Jesus. So here's the thing. What happens now when we do receive him? What happens now when we do believe in his name? The Bible says that we are given a new birth. And now we have even a greater understanding how good God is. If we go back to the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created a good. Everything was good. The sun, the stars, the sky, the birds, the animals. Everything was good. But yet he created us and he created us good. But then all of a sudden we betray him. Now what God has given to us, we've rejected. We've lost his trust. God still decides to give us another gift. That gift is Jesus. So God gave us the world. It wasn't enough. We wanted more. So what gift did God give us? He gave us his only son. You see, God is more precious than anything found in this earth. Jesus is the most precious thing you will ever see, take a hold of in your eternity. You see, the, the beautiful thing is we are all going to see him. We are all going to see him. If I can have Stephanie uh, come up to the mic. But here's the thing, right? If you have not received him as a gift... If you have not understood like, hey, man, I could never earn Jesus coming to save me. God had to give him to me. Then, dude, you're not going to believe in him. And when you don't believe in him, you're not going to see him as the precious king that came to save your soul. You're going to see him as the judge that came to judge your sin. So here's the thing, guys. A lot of you guys really don't care. It's like if I gave you a PS4, how many of y'all would jump out if it was a PS4 Pro? If I gave you a PS4 Pro with a 4K television, with 10 controllers, a gaming seat, some, uh, a free life supply of pizza, y'all would be like, dang, party at my crib all day, every day. It doesn't even matter. Put PS4 online on that. I give it all to you, right? I'm telling you, then, then I said, hey, all you have to do, right, is come up here and receive it. I, I bet you right now, Corey would jump out of seat. He would wake up real quick. I bet you right now, Josiah would drop his phone. Brandon would drop his phone. They would be like, listen, I want that gift. Right now, if I was like, hey, man, listen, I got a free husband. Right? He's six foot one. He is, he is handsome. He got nice hair. I bet some of these girls will fly off, fly off their seats. Some of these girls will fly off their seats. It's like, listen, you don't understand how precious the gift is. It is good. It is perfect. It comes from above, from the Father of lights, where there's no darkness. He does not change like shifting shadows. He remains the same in his love, and he has given you the precious gift of Jesus. Like, I don't understand. How, how, why is it not clicking in your mind? What you have won't last. What you got will die. But Jesus, that is the gift that keeps giving. Literally, that saying doesn't fit anywhere else but with Jesus. Your relationships will stop giving once you give. You got a girlfriend or boyfriend, stop, stop texting them all day. See what happens. They're going to think you're cheating. They're going to think you don't love them no more. 
You got a family, right? Quit going to family functions. That gift ain't there. That gift ain't going to last. Your relationship ain't no gift. Your family ain't no gift. The gift that God says is perfect and good is Jesus. And sure, you can be thankful for all those things. Those are gifts in themselves. But the gift that God wants to give you, he is, he wants to give you, he has chose to give you this gift is Jesus. Jesus. If you're looking for heaven, you've got, you're looking at the wrong place. If you're looking for like some kind of peace, you're looking at the wrong place. If you want what your soul desires, what your soul needs, you have to look at the gift that is Jesus. There's nothing else. There never has been. So if I could have my altar, walk, altar workers come up, please. So the question to you is, have you received this new birth? Are you born of God? Are you born again? It's really simple. Do you live like God? Do you live like Jesus in righteousness? If you sin, are you quick to repent or do you stay sinning? If you continue to sin and you do not repent, the chances are, according to the Bible, you are not born of God. You need to repent. But if you are born of God, right, do you, do you praise the gift giver? Do you remember that God is good and his perfect gifts are good and perfect? I know that's it's saying like the same thing over and over, but it, it really is like that. God is good because his gifts are good. We know God is good because of the gift of Jesus. Plain and simple. So if everyone can stand up, please. I want to, I wanna, before, before I call you guys up for altar call, I, I want to make this plain and simple. I, I've said it like, I said it last week, and I'll say it again, right? You're, our lot, we're, we're nothing but dust. Stephanie even said it in worship. We're nothing but dust. Why would God give us anything? Why would God give us anything? We don't deserve anything. For those who complain, for those that are ungrateful, for those who don't want to live for God because they don't feel like they've done enough or they don't have enough, they haven't done enough sports, they're just constantly in want, tell me, do you even deserve that? Do you even deserve what you want in this life? Chances are no. Chances are no. Listen, you are dust, but God decided to give this dust life. And that is something that we deserve, that, that God now deserves worship for. God deserves worship for. I mean, think about it. Y'all ain't much. Like, I showed you the galaxy. Can you put the galaxy back up? Like, like literally, literally. What are we? The Bible, what is mankind that God is mindful of us, human beings, that he cares for us? Can you, Noah, can you find yourself? Jeremiah, point yourself out. Come up here and point yourself out. Can you, can but this is, this is literally how much God created, but yet somewhere in there is some speck that he decided to give what he owns. He decided to give man Jesus. He decided. He didn't, he didn't go here and give this planet, this galaxy, Jesus. You know, He decided to give one world life where there's human beings, and that world messed up, and he still decided to give them Jesus. I mean, think about it, dude. Look how vast this is, and God, it's not like God was lonely. It's not like God was lonely. The Father, the Son, the Spirit, they're not lonely. God's not lonely. But yet, look, out of all that, God decided to give us his son. That's beautiful. That, that is beautiful. Why not receive this gift? Why not receive this gift? 
Why are you still rejecting? Why are you still trying to work for it? Why? Receive it. Receive him. Receive Jesus. You guys can bow your heads and close your eyes. Lord God, you own everything in this world, God. The fact that we still have breath in our lungs, the fact that we can sin and still boast and not be dead the minute we boast in our arrogance is, a, is, a, is just a, a testimony of your grace, God. What are we, God? What are we but dust that you decided to give life to? What are we, God? You own everything, but yet, God, you've decided to, to share with us the responsibility of the gospel, responsibility of, of spreading the word, of just managing this world. You decided to share with that with us. And even when we, we broke your trust, when we transgressed against you, you decided still to send your son. God, how great are you, Lord? I pray, God, for everyone here to get that revelation in their heart, Lord. That they would receive you, Jesus. That they would believe in your name. That they would have a new birth, God. And for those that do have a new birth, for those that are born of God, I pray, Lord, that they would no longer doubt if they are doubting. That they would no longer question whether God is good. But they would understand that every good and perfect gift comes from above. That they would be full of a heart of gratitude and a heart of thanksgiving, Lord. So, Lord, I pray, God, that, 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 that those who are, are, are doubting, Lord, they would come up. And those that are not recipients, Lord, that they have not received this good gift, I pray that they would come up as well, Jesus. In your name we pray, Lord. So as Stephanie sings, I want to give you guys an opportunity to come up with Monica or come up with Humberto, guys with girls. Listen, if you have been rejecting the good gift of God, why wait? Why not receive him today? If you could sing, Stephanie, please.